0: Hello there, I'm Baruven, I'm the co-founder of the CAT669 Alumni Association and the Executive Vice President of Development for the American Friends of Unit 669, aka AFU669. In addition to my unit work, I'm an entrepreneur, I sold my first startup called Mishlochov a few years ago and I'm now the co-founder
1: and CEO of T-Share. And I'm Dr. Jonathan Pfeffer, I'm an innovation and mentoring expert. I help US and Israeli startups and multinationals design and implement their innovation strategy. I'm a mentor and judge at Harvard's Innovation Lab, and a mentoring supervisor at the CAT 669 Alumni Association, among others. Lastly, I also teach innovation management and strategy at Rachman University. Our guest today served as a combat soldier in Team 21. He grew up in Tel Aviv, started unprofessionally his career when he was just 12 years old, and then again professionally when he was 28 years old. He is a film director and screenwriter with movies that won numerous awards. He has been the creative force behind a number of projects including feature films and documentaries and has directed, written and produced projects for major production entities such as Netflix and Warner Brothers. In his spare time, he's a DJ and a great one at that. Ariel Freeman, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Good morning. What was your path, Ariel?
0: You studied law in in Tel Aviv, if I'm not wrong. Then you became a DJ. And then when you were 28 years old, you started your um, uh, film uh, school in New York. So how did you end up doing what you're really passionate about it?
2: Well, it's a little bit reversed. Um,
0: as, as as a teenager, I mean,
2: I think when I was 13, I got my first uh, Super 8 bollocks camera from my bar mitzvah. So that was... Uh, my first uh, interaction with, with cameras. and um, But I was mainly uh, obsessed about sound and editing, so I used to work mainly for my older brother that was the real filmmaker in the house. Mm. Um, and I would say that music and film was always um, around me when I grew up. Um, around 17, we all started to get the uh, pressure to join the... Uh, the army and to do something special so there was a guy that was actually an ex uh, cat as well Mm. so we all uh, found ourselves actually doing another extra year of military um, training with this guy and um, really stretching our abilities and see what we can do prior to um, to us joining the army and the whole idea was kind of like to prep yourself into try and get into one of the three top units, which uh, 669 is one of them, mm-hmm. and then there is the I guess GIBUJ or the uh, testing uh, camp that um, allocated. And 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 it's funny because during my high school, I was always you know being picked and and I I thought I'm only going to end up in some sort of a army band, you know, mm-hmm. playing the drums or yeah. Uh, the, or the best-case scenario is I'm going to be in the uh, video unit
1: mm-hmm. and
2: documenting some uh, some battlefield experiences from behind the lens. But mm-hmm. I, I I could never see myself you know in, in in such an elite unit. But I guess after a year of training and the, the social pressure, I I became like you know a target that I could not resist doing and mm-hmm. and and it happened and I I got accepted into the unit and obviously you know that we had to go through. Um, long journey of um training. Of, of training until un, until you being um um qualified soldier and in our in our team we had the tragic of uh, a suffering gilly that mm, yeah. um that fell from the cable and and that also prolonged so our 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 training or journey to qualify mm. which is i think it's the normal is about one and a half years for us it was uh, closer to two years of wow. training before so being a soldier in the unit, you know, even even then, like you know, I I, I had so much passion and, and, and excitement for, for for film. So mm-hmm. even even while we were in the unit, funny enough, I still see, which is like I know, like thirty years later now, I still see some of my images oh, yeah. they do some presentation for the unit. <laughs> huh. Some of my shots are still I still survive the cut. It it was always something that I I, I love doing. But um, obviously, being being a soldier in the unit um, takes your mind elsewhere, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of uh, entertainment business and uh, being, you know, dealing with music or film mm-hmm. is not even close to my mind. So I even skipped the uh, the famous uh, trip that many soldiers are doing when mm-hmm. they're quitting the yeah. service, and I went straight to law school in England. Um, so for me, it was a very strict, sober um, and demanding life uh, that I, I learned how to act in the unit and then eventually get straight into the law um, studies but I think it was the second year of law school that I realized that something is wrong and mm. and I went to London and I found myself going into a music store and, and buying all those keyboards and it was the beginning of electronic music production uh, so um, basically set myself a studio in my apartment and started to live a, a very distinct double life between uh, making electronic music and study law until um, the time I finished I went to Israel and and I was able to do the stage and then I realized that uh, there's no chance I'm gonna be a lawyer
0: um, so you never and, practiced and it. that's
2: no, I never practiced it. In fact, I went to visit a friend of mine in New York, um, who is a very successful painter today, um, and he took me to a class in NYU, and, he's, and it's the first time I was sitting in university after four after four years of studying law and like seeing a lecture in cinema, and I was like, "Wow, this is what <laughs> I want to do," and, wow. I, and I never came back. Since then, it was ninety, it was ninety six or ninety seven, and I never came back to Israel wow. to leave. I mean, uh, and, and yeah. You know, and that's that was the beginning of the journey.
1: I want to focus, if, if you don't mind, for a second on, on that. I want to kind of zoom in. I wonder if you can kind of help us understand a little bit kind of from the inside, right? Like what was going in your mind when you when you swerved away from music at the beginning and going to law, and then when you kind of quickly made that turn, which might have even been, I assume, frightening suddenly, you know, after learning law to studying law to suddenly just like completely change your, your trajectory. I'm thinking for, you know, for so, our audience hearing this and maybe thinking where they are in life, like what are the telltales like and how do you get the courage to make all these changes?
2: I, I, I would say that, that, you know, even being a soldier in the unit, I had, had quite a lot of influence in it because the discipline and the demanding of, um, you know, of the headspace that I was uh, while I was serving, kind of like. In a way, I would not say killed my creativity, but definitely pushed the creativity away. Um, you know, when you when you have so much pressure, and no, not only for excellency, which which I would say six six nine is, is is known to, you know, to in one hand, you know, individual, but like you know, emphasize on the cooperation with the yeah. teamwork. Mm. Um, then 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 I, I I just didn't have space. I didn't have a space in my. Um, in 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 in, i guess in my creative world Mm -hmm. to think that um that i should go back again and to um be in a world that has nothing to do with those discipline foundation Mm -hmm. so you know not only not only having um um you know i would say you know jewish parents (laughs) in that sense that you know that that me and my brothers like you know go do something that it's an occupation, whether it's being a doctor. Or help. In in fact, I was even thinking about going to study pharmacy. I, mean, I don't know. I, I I because of the medical involvement yeah, yeah. during the unit. Um, but then again, I don't know what it is. But like when when you're going into you know when you follow that path and you kind of like trying to stand in that basic frame mm-hmm. um, yeah there there was just like I guess a chain of events that occur uh, that occurred I mean I, I could not see myself dealing with film because you know there's one thing that I heard since I was a child is like there's no chance for an Israeli filmmaker to go to Hollywood and succeed hmm. and especially back then in the early two thousand, you know yeah. now obviously it's different you know yeah. where you know Israeli content is becoming such a hot commodity, mm-hmm. and in fact, it's funny enough, like I used to be the ambassador for so many Israeli filmmakers and actors and 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 but you're still pretty unique to
0: today isn't it I mean. um,
2: yes, but, but like today, for instance when I'm speaking to to friends of mine that are in the business in israel i'm I'm encouraged them to to just do something great in Israel, because that mm. is their chance to break into the yeah. international markets. Because today, international content is yeah. is a much more uh, distributed, you know, so. yeah, distributed and and accepted compared to to the Hollywood say uh, TV show market. So. I would. Uh, back then, it was just like a dream that the chances to make it happen was almost close to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always kind of like, you know, I don't want to do something that I'm that I'm gonna fail. Mm-hmm. But um, the I, I would say I would say my visit to New York that I went to that film class and. And at that time, um, I just, you know, I, 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 I guess you're young and, and you're willing to take chances That's that when you're getting older, you know, to making those turns in careers becoming like, you know, much tougher things yeah. to do and scary thing to do. But when you're in your uh, mid-20s, late-20s, and especially us as Israelis, we facing those career choices in our 20s or yeah. mid-20s compared to a lot of right. Americans in Europeans that... That are doing it in much early age in their teens, in the late teens. So, I I I, I just feel that if it's not now, then it's going to be never. And and I think in in a way that even my parents and my friends thought it was going to be you know a couple of years in New York, and um and then that's it. And <laughs> then and then and then the rest of it, the rest of it will be uh um you know yeah. <laughs> just, just an experiment that uh, <laughs> that I'm going to come back home and go back to practice whatever I studied, but they couldn't believe
0: that that this is going to be the point of no return uh, you said it um you felt as in a, some period as an ambassador to the industry still if, do you feel today as an ambassador uh of um, as to israel um, uh, again, you're in the other side of the world you have um, you can create a big impact. But the question is, if if you felt that you need to take part in Dasba or not really? You
2: no, know, this is something that we, me and bar, we, we 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 had that experience. You know, it's it's funny because I always you always been categorized. You know, in Israel, I always the ex-Israeli <laughs> that left Israel, that trend you know that went to America. In America, you know, um, the <laughs> Israeli that came to America. Um, so it's, it's 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 the identity crisis is, is 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 pretty tough, and especially back in the days, in order to define yourself, in order to make something in Hollywood, you know, I I, I could not have such a strong voice and and to go back into into places that I actually wanted to do, which many filmmakers actually do when they start their career, they're going to their very intimate and personal stories, and that's usually what find them as a filmmaker. For me, I had to go and, and, you know, and toy around with subject matters that I had no ideas or or, or, or that were not in my DNA, like the Italian mobsters in in, in New Jersey in the 70s Hmm. or, um, you know, criminals that's uh, that's running out of uh, jail and, and doing crazy stuff all around the world. I mean, I guess the movie *The Angel* was the only one that I felt that was somehow connected mm. to the country, mm. but again, it was an Egypt from an Egyptian point of view. So, the my Israeli identity as a filmmaker still has not been mm. has not been expressed. Okay. And part of that, and part of that is like also with with the definition in Hollywood. So you you always have that those couple of like you know. Uh, I would call them the godfathers, you could say. Mm-hmm. Anon Milchen, mm-hmm. Ochaim Saban, or even mm-hmm. Avi Lerner in that sense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that the Israeli Israeli ministers. Princess Avi Lerner was always very keen to never, him and Bob Davidson never do any kind of Jewish or Israeli theme in their films. They were very, very strong in trying to hide their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, Milchen never had dealt. Israeli content. And the only one who really kind of like took a stand and became like an incredible ambassador to Saban, the country of Israel yeah. is Chaim Saban. Yeah. But but again, this is something that I, I, I felt that it's either you doing it the gecko as a path mm. in your career here, whether you are involved in the Jewish community, whether mm-hmm. you're involved with in the IDF, whether you're involving in the international I mean it's it's literally um, it's an early decision that you yeah. define yourself within a community.
1: I personally never had that. Um, okay. sure. It's an interesting uh, dynamic. And I spent uh, myself, you know, uh, 12 years in New York. Um, I thought I'm going to move for two years for an MBA and stay for 12. Um, so it's it's always an interesting dynamic uh, being an Israeli-American, right? It's exactly like what Ariel was saying. It's like, how Israeli are you when you're there? Or how American are you when you're here? But I want to put that for, uh, aside for a second and ask you specifically about, um, about your work, about... Um, uh, filmmaking obviously you're a man of many talents right you, there's a the music production and there's even the, the ability to <laughs> to do a uh, kind of more analytical work in terms of law or uh, what was required in the unit um, <clears throat> of you and there's filmmaking which part do you like the most it, or is there such a part you know is it like the 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 preparation or reading materials for the for the movie is it the writing on you know the script uh, is it uh, the filming is it the whole package at the end seeing the, the the end outcome or getting feedback from the audience is there like a a moment when you feel you're most in your element while working on these projects so
2: it's like the idea. My my favorite part is,
1: is is if you if you have any kind
2: of a confide idea, um, or reading a book, or hearing a story, and taking that, I call those because ideas. Everybody has a good idea, and how to take an idea, which is an expressive of words or a few words that is written, and to actually. Um, take it and turn it into a reality existing content. Mm. Um, and so the whole idea from idea to a script, mm. um, it's something that I really enjoy that development mm. part um, as in terms of strategy in, in content creating. Um, then the, the process of, of taking any kind of those ideas or content, um, if it's in a script form or a presentation form, and to actually create it into a reality, it's always me um, memorizing, challenge, uh, journey that every time that it happens, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked working because the idea of actually to make something real and in, in, in the world that you need to get, you know, talent attached, you need to get financing, you need to get all the crews, you need to get actually the studios behind it and eventually a distributor and eventually you know, have those movies distributed in the world. Uh, it's 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 a journey that the chances to succeed in it yeah. it's to make it happen is very, very, very great. it's not just and about art. It's, it's business. Yeah, it's business and and, and and it's really the ability to perceive the world no, uh, to, to, to to almost enjoy it, to get a rejection as much as to get a hmm. positive reaction. Hmm. It's like it's like you, you literally learn how to walk a path that that the 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 mission is as important as anything else. So and again, mm-hmm. is this something that you can say that was rooted in me back in the service? Probably yes, because I remember, like you know, even when we did mm-hmm. those crazy journeys in the training, in the basic training, where mm-hmm. we had four by four carrying a stretcher for 40 miles, and like, and and, and there's a moment that you know, or every second that you're gonna break. Mm. We knew that the, and, and the idea is that there's no such thing as breaking up. like that things like this is your mission, mm. this is your goal and you're gonna go. If you're gonna fail in the end, you just understand that it's just part of your journey and, mm-hmm. and it's actually a great learning curve. But um, I think I think that's that, that's for me is the biggest challenge like to find an idea and to actually create it into a reality. This is always my favorite part in, in yeah. film. Okay. Um, okay. and then and then and then I would say the the editing process and where you have actually you know, you actually through the whole journey of making a film and then and then you're actually sitting for six six months a year in a no. dark room and try to it all make sense together, that's also a very fun part. How um, difficult
0: is it to, today to, to raise money to, to a movie? I know how difficult it is to raise uh, funds for a startup or a, you a know, Heidi company. And I read somewhere that you had a crazy story that uh, you hired an intern somewhere in the beginning of the career and he, yeah. he he had a special connection and his father um right supported you with uh, almost one million dollars for your next movie or something
2: yeah that that, so.
0: that that was that was that was definitely funny i mean
2: at the beginning of the career again times change because when i started i made my first film in 2004 my first feature film and that time independent films are still a very strong merit of business because Cinema
0: mm-hmm.
2: and movies or TV at that time, like you know, were very defined, especially cinema, defined as 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 a business. Because if you're making a movie, the movie would go into the it's theaters, and mm-hmm. it's still a, it's yeah. still like, yeah, it's still a content that that you know you understood the business. So, at that point, you know, I just had a script and we went to a festival, and yes, at the end of the day, my intern. End up uh, giving me uh, almost a nine hundred (laughs) thousand dollars check.
0: Amazing story uh, to to
2: make my first movie. Yeah, it was it was funny because I even ripped the check in front of his eye. I told him like, don't don't make a joke on me. (laughs) And he's like, he just cost me another dollar (laughs) um, for the check. So yeah, that 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 was that was pure luck and and I guess good karma. But um, (laughs) in general today. it's super hard. I super mean the hard. business is becoming yeah, the business is becoming so convoluted. You know, the awareness in the Zillenians or the Gen Z or even the late millennials, the the concept of cinema, the concept of movies is something that's it's just they don't have the capacity of time in the in, in, in the brain yeah. to process it because with with so much social media and TikTok and Instagram and, and also and
0: the everything streaming else platforms, YouTube, right? Or or this is yeah, something
2: that actually helps you. Yeah, the stream platform is basically it's 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 it's, it's good because there's like, you know, th- there's always work. Like, the thing is like what is the, the individual idea, you know, cinema the whole mm. purpose of it was you just create an experiences and emotional experiences to audience to, you know, support something and eventually feel relate or not relate to the experience, take something with them mm-hmm. as they you know, the life inspiration. You know, a lot of our technologies today and a lot of the world innovation is mm-hmm. coming from reading books and watching movies. You know, yeah. the whole concept of AI is this entire manifest script, you know, of, of, mm-hmm. of people that wrote movies and create them. So the fact that it's out of the language of time space, it means like, you know, the overall audiovisual consumption of individuals has a limit. And I think those kids today, because they're so overwhelmed with so much content, which a lot mm. of it is dead content, yeah. you know, they just don't have the time and the emotional capacity anymore to you know, to even consume. think about sitting down, yeah, to consume it. So obviously the business has shrank okay. big time. Um, you know, the whole idea of making certain things a success, it's becoming, you know, very, very unlikely. Uh, mm-hmm. Then again, you know, you're making giant franchises like Avatar. And
0: How do you see the, the, near, the near or far future of this industry?
2: My prediction that is the recording of, as we know, as, 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 as what you call written um, content, um, is is going to be very much diversified in the next six to seven years. And I think if, if the world is going to go into a virtual, augmented uh, experience, yeah. um, the way that people will actually experiencing um, emotional or storytelling, it's to be with yeah. immersive uh, experiences more than anything else. So the kids, like my kids, she's four and a half years old, probably by the time she's going to get to her 20s, the world movies is going to be, you know, as much as, you know, uh, as books. I mean, yeah. you can still read a hard paper by <laughs> uh, really a that,
0: book. And, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. no, Do you really think that uh, AI, all the AI tools are going to, um, you know, to take part in the script uh, writing or in the sound or in the creation?
2: Yeah, yes, but it's not going to be in the same format mm-hmm. that we know as today. So AI AI, and, um, and its abilities to write, create, and navigate will be basically a massive tool that's going to be implanted within your uh, augmented or virtual reality world that you're going to be a part of. Mm-hmm. That's mean that means that once you're going to get into an experience, that experience is going to be dictated by an AI rather than a writer, um, a human writer. Um, so then the experiences that, you know, the future generations mm-hmm. are going to go media are going to come through their own experience elevations, but they're going to be guided mainly by uh, artificial intelligence and not by humans. Got it, got it. It's you
0: know,
2: scary,
1: but it's yeah. true. Yeah, it is scary, <laughs> yeah. uh... I was thinking now about, uh, you know, maybe movies would look more like... remember that, um, I don't know if they still have it, but um, um, Pixar Mm. used to have at the beginning of each movie like a 60-second short movie, right? Uh, So I was thinking, okay, maybe movies will kind of like uh, um, (laughs) change into something like that, but but you're saying something bigger than that. Um, You're saying that people's ability to experience and immerse themselves um is gonna drastically i mean is already drastically changing so that movies might be something that is uh you know for um for um a specific niche audience just like i don't know just like i guess uh, books today are you know something for a yeah. specific yeah, audience. you still
2: have kids exactly you still have you still have kids that you know, a certain age, you know, they're, they're going to be exposed to books, they're exposing to movies. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, like you know, especially generations, like you know, until probably high uh, well, school mid school, you know, books and yeah. movies are still very much in the awareness of every kid that is walking today and on earth, mm-hmm. yeah. but. Yeah. The moment that they are basically blending within their social world, mm-hmm. this is where it's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And into the grown-ups' world, the experiences because of time-consuming is going to be that you know there will be uh, the uh, I'm just like joking right now, but for saying like let's say they're going to be the Rambo experience. Yeah, and you're going to come home and and you just basically like oh. You know, I'm just going to go into my Rumble experience. And, <laughs> and it's not going to be a video game per se. It's going to be just you going to be immersed in matrix. situations. Mm. And, yeah, metrics. Uh, metrics completely. Um, and you're going to be able to do it with your friends. You're going to be able to do it individually. Uh, you're going to have friends that are going to be okay. virtual in world that are not going to be existed. But the whole concept of storytelling of what will be the next scene – how this character is going to react to you mm. what it be saying i think it's going to be all dictated by ai mm.
1: mm-hmm. i want us to i want us to go into a lesser scary uh, scenario actually a few days ago it was the day where uh, mcfly from back to the future so thinking of that time travel <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to ask you Ariel if you were now to mm-hmm. somehow be magically you know let's immerse in an experience okay if you were mm-hmm. somehow now transfer to be able to transfer back in time to when you were you know when you just left the army when Ariel just left the army and you were to meet yeah. yourself younger Ariel just leaving the army what piece of advice would you give yourself on a personal level that's I I would say that
2: I, I would save myself many, many stressful and uh and 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 I would say you know ups and down journeys if I would if I would if I would advise myself to understand that the journey itself
0: hmm.
2: is 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 the important and not the achievements. Hmm. Um we we have you know, we, we have we have when we're young and we when we're ambitious. You know, we always thinking that you know it's it's you know that we are measured by by certain successes or by certain uh, uh, achievements that we're doing, and whether it's you know making a lot of money or mm-hmm. whether it's 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 you know winning a lot of awards or or or, or I, and 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 for me in the beginning, you know, there was like a lot of. I would say at least a decade or a decade mm-hmm. and a half of confusion
1: hmm.
2: um, until, until I reached my late thirties or early forties that I really mm-hmm. realized that the that journey is, 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 is the enjoyment and those ups yeah. and downs and, 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 and there was like, you know, the, the, the non-competition idea, that idea that you just need to be complete with your own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, is the right way to treat it. And in the beginning, I, I always judged myself a lot and, and I you know it got myself into, in, into holes that that I could not understand how to get out of them. And so I think, I, think, I think the biggest advice for me to me to, to somebody is like once you know where you want to head to, just go there. Mm. And whatever the journey will take you, even if it's going to yeah. throw you into the into the bottom rock, mm. understand that this is an actually beautiful place to be in. Yeah. If it's going to take you, if you're going to take you up to the sky into the clouds, understand that this is just momentary and just mm. enjoy it as you have it. Mm. Um, but don't 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 try to reach those 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 pinnacle ups and downs as like, you know as as part of as a, as, as a reflection to your. To your to your well being or your yeah. success, it's it's really just 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 enjoy the ride, and do your best and 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 take care of yourself and, uh, mentally and yeah. physically
1: you know as a supervisor yeah. in the mentoring program i think if i were to meet you when you were just leaving the army i would tell you to join the mentoring program <laughs> cuz that's the 669 mentoring program that's exactly where people are getting you know young ariels today are getting that insight from from a little bit older you know a tad bit older ariels uh, today in every ariel that's
2: course. celebrating 50 in a few weeks ah, okay. Under, congrats, yeah.
1: congrats
0: congratulations amazing um, okay ariel uh, we're done <laughs> um, i want to thank you very much for your time and um all right
2: guys. guys take
0: care thank, thank you, you, thank uh, you. Thank i just want to thank the ariella house radio in tel aviv for hosting us and thank you jonathan thank our you. podcast will be uploaded to spotify apple music and we
1: will advertise it through the afu669 marketing channel if you want to get our newsletter the podcast episode or to get involved please join our mailing list or write us through our website at www dot afu thanks again everyone thanks ariel we're looking forward to our next episode <music>